That music means you are listening to the BZ Powercast. I'm your host, Black Six, and this is episode 41. This month, I start off by interviewing Nuju Metru as part of our staff interview series. Then, Windrider rejoins us for this month's How To BZP, covering a new feature on our wonderful site. And after that, Wind hangs around and is joined by Holly Husky to discuss the currently ongoing Ninjago short story contest. Thank you all for downloading, and I hope you enjoy the show. So joining me now is BZ Power Forum Assistant Nuju Metru for this month's staff interview. How is it going? Pretty well. How about you? I'm not too bad. So uh, I'm going to be the one asking most of the questions, though, so stop that. All right. <laughs> uh, we put out the call for questions and uh, got a good uh, good response back. So we'll uh, go through these and uh, learn a little bit more about uh, our one of our resident RPG uh, assistants and what makes him tick. Yeah. So we'll start off with a bunch of RPG-related questions that uh, some of your loyal... Loyal minions and uh, role players decided yes. to ask. Yes. <laughs> First up, we got Frost Dragon, who asks, "How and why did you initially join the BZP RPG?" Well, that's as good a place as any to start, I guess. Um, well, I uh, I initially joined the uh, BZP RPG with my uh, my friend and former staff member uh, Velox. Uh, he and I created characters and began to play the game initially as a way to up our post count, shameless as that is. But oh, I, you shouldn't admit to that. Now I might have to. Uh, no. you know, See, give I'm, you a... I'm, I'm being honest in this interview. <laughs> um, but I quickly, quickly fell in love with the game for its own sake, and I've been there ever since. All right. Well, I'm glad you joined. Uh, definitely, were one of the uh, players that caught uh, the eye of myself and the other staff at the time, and. Uh, mm-hmm. Clearly, that can do wonders since you're on the staff now yourself. Indeed. All right. Uh, Construct Man has a couple questions. Yeah. First is, how did you become so good at RPing? Did you take a writing class? Uh, Construct Man, no. Um, I didn't take a writing class specifically for the BZP RPG. The RPG itself was a form of a writing class because back in the time when I joined, um, I was a new player, obviously, and there were quite a few uh, very talented, very very good writers uh, in the game who I really was able to watch and learn from because the BZP RPG is, you know, a writing game, but there is a very particular style that I think uh, succeeds in in the gameplay that I learned from, uh, basically from observation and from reading a lot of really excellent role-playing yeah, I think that's probably one of the best ways you can uh, become a better RPer is just, you know, watch and read what mm-hmm. the uh, other members are doing, you yeah. know, the seasoned veterans and the GMs and stuff. Yes, yes. And I mean, it, it, I think the RP, the RPG has actually made me a better writer in other uh, facets of my uh, writing, which is good. I recommend it to everybody. <laughs> yeah, you certainly uh, get to do a lot of writing uh, if you're yes. an active member of an RPG, so that's... Oh, uh, it was a good thing. All right. Well, he also asks, uh, what did you do before you became the RPG GM? Well, uh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a fun story uh, in some respects. <laughs> Let's, uh, I started out as a you know, basic uh, normal player with a lot of silly ideas and a lot of crazy schemes that didn't work. 
Um, but you know, I just uh, I just kept with it, kept playing, uh, earned myself a reputation. I guess I made a certain character uh, who would uh, who got quite a infamous uh, named Uhuraz, and uh, at the uh, at the end of the 2010 arc, which was before the first reboot of the game, uh, Uhuraz, this infamous character. Uh, did a lot of very destructive, very uh, plot-influential things, which were a lot of fun. Um, so that was kind of tangential, but uh, I just messed around, I guess, um, as a regular player. But then, at the end of 2010, uh, Friar Tuck, the former game master, approached me and asked if I wanted to be part of the staff. And of course, as uh, many RP RPG players in that situation would, I accepted uh, ever since I have been part of the staff, and uh, if, uh, Tuck, Tuck is, you know, he's a, he's a he's a great player and a great host, but he does have the unfortunate uh, habit of disappearing uh, without announcement. So um, at the beginning of the uh, mid, more like the middle of the 2012 year of the RPG, uh, he took one one such absence, uh, probably for you know totally understandable life reasons, um, which left me more or less in charge of the game. So uh, for a while, I didn't really do much, but as time went on, I figured, all right, the game is slowing down. Uh, as staff, I need to take some some matters into my own hands. So I, uh, I rebooted the plot uh, in a way that was uh, is continuing right now. And uh, I, I ran it like that, and then Tuck came back, and he uh, he he was busy with uh, things in his life, and uh, uh, he he felt like passing the game on to the next generation, namely me, and I became the game master, and here I am. <laughs> All right, well, congratulations on that. I think you've Thank been you. doing a pretty good job. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's always nice for for me as the form leader to not have to worry about the day to day operations of the RPG. Yes, which, uh, you know, you and Tuck and others have been doing a great job of for a while now. Yeah. <laughs> It means I can't really focus on much else, though, of course. Yeah, yeah, it's a huge, huge thing. Yes. Um, okay. I believe we are the most active forum on BZ Power right now, so. Uh, not not anymore. There was, a, there was a point, though, uh, a couple months ago where, where, they were, where RPG was, did have uh, the most you know, views and uh, posts for, for like a month or two. Mm-hmm. So got you gotta, you got to get back into it, though. Got to build up <laughs> the... Uh, the activity and uh, get us back in the top spot there. Oh yeah, indeed. Well, uh, ne- next year there should be a lot more activity, I hope. All right, good to hear. Okay, so moving on, our next question is from Malignus and he asks, "How long have you been working in RPGs?" Uh, well, uh, as I said, I've been uh, I've been on staff of the BZP RPG since uh, late 2010, but I uh, I've been playing the game uh, since Oof, 2009? 2009. So it's been all, um, almost three years. Now. Is that all? Yeah. No, I'm, <laughs> I, I, I ascended the ranks quite quickly. Uh, surprisingly quickly, I would say. Yeah, I always forget how much of a youngin you are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, well, Clack West asks, of all the RPGs you've worked with, which one was the most difficult? Well, um, I actually, uh, p- point of shame, uh, the BZP RPG, the main uh, parent RPG in that form, keeps me so busy that I really don't have time to play or read other RPGs. It's, a, it's you know, it's a time-consuming job, and even when I wasn't, 
in charge of it, I'd still only played that game. But since I don't want this to be a non-question, I can I can address uh, which uh, arc of the BZP RPG I participated in that was most difficult. Uh, 2009, when I started, I was uh, ignorantly bliss. Um, so I, di I didn't really have a care in the world. I probably wasn't playing at my best, certainly, um, but I had a good time. No worries. 2010, uh, there was a bit more responsibility on me. I feel uh, I had earned something of a veteran status, and I had a bit of uh, in-game power, and obviously at that point I also became staff. Um, so I, I would say the uh, the hardest period has been when I've been directly in charge of the game, but it also has been the most rewarding because I really get to see my uh, my plots uh, running, uh, you know, so many different uh, parts of the story and keeping players involved and interested. Right. Yeah. You get to, uh, you know, be have flex your creative muscles a lot yes. more, um, you know, not just controlling your own storyline, but the storyline mm -hmm. for everyone in, in yeah. some ways. But con conversely, I have to field about, I don't know, three approvals a day for things that pe crazy things people want to see in the game that I have to say, no, that wouldn't really work. <laughs> you know, it's th th there's a lot of work involved, too, which is something I hope uh, everyone realizes when they see me uh, perhaps not getting to everyone. I do try. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't be everywhere at once. Yes. Okay, got a couple questions from... Javert or Haver? Javert. Uh, Javert. That's my lame is that's my lame is fanatic coming out there. <laughs> good good username Javert. I appreciate it. All right. Uh he asks, what's your favorite thing you've done in one of the RPGs? Hmm, that's a that's a difficult question. Uh there are a lot of answers to that and I probably couldn't go into many of them without uh needing some very long explanation. But the first one that comes to mind, um, I'll return to my uh, my character from the 2009-2010 uh, arc of the game, uh, Uhuraz, who I mentioned earlier. Uh, he was a very powerful uh, Makuta who had the ability to uh, enter into other characters' minds and really uh, – he, he was a very powerful uh, mental force. So at the end of 2010, there was a point in time when – Uhuraz uh, had defeated a, a large uh, citywide uh, artificial intelligence rulership uh, robot thing. <laughs> Can't be more descriptive there, you know, without going into crazy detail, like I said. But he had, def he had defeated this uh, AI and essentially had the rest of the uh, city watching for his next move uh, because he was, he had sort of uh, attained de facto leadership after having destroyed the uh, former leader. So he, uh, being a power-hungry uh, tyrant, exercised his mental power, uh, you know, to a crazy degree, like he did. Um, but eventually he realized that because this uh, ultimate leadership was what he'd been reaching for for his entire existence in the game, and that he didn't know where to go next, he, uh, he actually committed suicide, which is kind of funny. Uh, this question comes from Javert, and that's kind of a similar arc to the, uh, the character of Javert and Les Mis. Um, Uhuraz dis discovered that he really didn't have a lot to live for, and that having achieved what he thought was important and found it to be hollow, he didn't have anything else to, uh, to exist for, so he, uh, he jumped off a very tall rocket uh, to his death. And that was a really fun moment to write. Okay. 
Well, that, that sounds like a pretty interesting and complex. Uh, yes, definitely, uh, yes. I, I can't be more. Com- There's a lot more to it, but of course, I don't want to force our readers to go and read up on all this. Well, no, I mean, we don't want to explain it to them all. If they're really that interested, they can go yeah. back into the archives and read Indeed. it themselves. Indeed, as they should. <laughs> all right. Uh, so his next question is, could you give us a glimpse of what you have planned for the next year of the BZPRPG? We've Ooh. all seen the two teaser images you've released, and I know that I, at least, would love to know more. Ooh, I knew this question was coming. Uh, well, this uh, I'm really glad to hear that all the players um, in the RPG are excited for the 2013 arc of the BCP RPG. I do have a lot of fun stuff planned. Um, obviously, I have been keeping the lid on things uh, to a large extent, but... Considering this is a live interview, and I promised I would reveal some things, I think I'll go into some detail that I may not have before. So listen up, everybody. All right. Well, this year, uh, the 2012 uh, story of the BZP RPG has really been all about the power of Makuta. Uh, Makuta is in, in the 2012 RPG. We are on Mata Nui once again, as in uh, it, it's a 2009, 2001. Uh, reminiscence, as it were, but the the, uh, the the main change is that the Telamata failed to overthrow Makuta, and since Makuta has really taken an iron hold over the island. So this year has been all about Makuta's power uh, and players uh, trying to overthrow it or um, trying to defend it. Next year is uh, different on a, in a very fundamental way, because rather than being about the power of a ma- of an overlord on the island. The, the game is about it's going to be about player versus player fighting for power, uh, which is something that I don't think has been done uh, to the same extent that I'm planning to do uh, in 2013 before in the RPG. Although I could, of course, be entirely wrong. Uh, next year, you will see uh, ordinary players take on much more important roles in the story and. Uh, shape the story in uh, a really uh, a really interesting way, and I think it'll be a lot of fun. There'll be a lot of uh, team mentalities, which I'm excited about, although I hope all of you remember to play fairly, even in the heat of competition. Um, and there will, of course, also be the introduction of new, uh, new elements into the world of the game. I mean, uh, we are staying on Mata Nui, as I've said before, but as was hinted at in the teaser image that you referenced with the submersible I will admit that is a submersible it it looks like one, it is a submersible Um, there is something new coming to the island of Mata Nui and that something new will eventually be open to being played by uh, players which I'm excited about although that's uh, going to be somewhat delayed at the beginning of the year considering it takes a lot of uh, figuring out so, you know, we got the team mentalities, you got the introduction of some new elements, um, the, uh, a, lot of, uh, a lot more player power, um, and uh, the technology level on the island will be higher than it was this past year, which means that uh, special tech items for uh, Toa and Matoran will no longer be out of the question. And there will be more explaining that, obviously, when next year starts. So those are some things I think most of you probably haven't heard yet. And I hope it excites you even more about next year. Awesome. So the Otter asks, uh, could you make a small outline of your plans for next year? I think you've already gone over that, but is there yeah, anything well, else you want yeah, to add? Small, small outline. Um, 
We're basically picking up from where we end this year. Uh, obviously, I'm not going to say how this year ends yet, although I know how it ends. Don't worry. I, I would hope so. <laughs> so it, we're going to pick up more or less from where we ended, um, where we're ending this year. Uh, then we'll go into the world of the 2013 game, and that's about <laughs> that's about all I'm going to say for right now in terms of the gameplay. All right. So that's our last uh, RPG-related question, so now we'll move on. Uh, I bet we just uh, lost a lot of listeners now that you've said that. (laughs) Oh, come on. They still want to know more about you. Oh, sure they do. All right, go ahead. So so we have some uh, Lego and BZ Power-related questions. So first, Ordinary Magician asks, how does one become a Staffimon? Oh, Staffimon. Well, Staffimon are, you know, a very uh, strange breed of creatures that inhabit these forums with uh, bizarre powers and uh, still stranger characteristics. Um, Staffimon, you know, to become a Staffimon, I think, really takes a lot of hard work, um, uh, reliability, uh, abiding by the rules, of course, and uh, leadership. To become one of these strange creatures, believe it or not, you have to have some positive attributes. <laughs> I, I would say that's that's probably what it took, and I hope that's what it took for me to become a Staffimon myself. <laughs> yeah, um, I definitely think you you hit the nail on the head pretty well there. Yeah. And uh, I guess yeah, you did have a, a couple um, you know positive attributes yourself, especially with all the help you've you had uh, given us with the uh, the BZP RPG. Yes. So that, that definitely worked in your favor. So, you know, that's, that's definitely a, a tip, you know, help out on the forums, uh, volunteer to run, you know, topics, you know, there, there's library topics, mm-hmm. official topics and uh, off topic, you know, RPGs. Yeah. And, and like trust that. me, you guys, the benefits are sweet. <laughs> so, yeah, it's definitely something to strive to. I think it, it, it makes you really proud of yourself as a, uh, an online, uh, being to have this position yeah uh, i'm glad you're enjoying it then Uh, i'm glad that uh, the benefits are to your liking yes (laughs) (laughs) all right so our next secret benefits yes yes you have to become a staff to figure out what it is we're talking about Mm -hmm. all right so our next question comes from lego's very own kevin hink and he asks what is your favorite lego theme of all time and why (laughs) and then what is your least favorite theme and why Geez, those are hard questions. Um, favorite theme is much harder. I'll come back to that. My least favorite theme that I personally have seen, whew, I don't know. I mean, I'd have to whip out the stack of catalogs I have to really get a definitive answer to that. But themes that stand out is particularly uh, not to my liking, I guess. Um, I've never been a huge fan of Ninjago. There have been some cool sets, some very cool builds, but... I think the concept is maybe a little bit uh, uh, frivolous. Uh, I mean, ninjas turning into tornadoes. It's cool, I guess. Um, although some of the sets in the, the, the snake wave have been really uh, cool, especially that flying ship. So that, that, that can't be the worst theme. Um, I mean, I, I buy sets for things I like, so it's hard to think of what I don't like. Um, Hero Factory, obviously, it's no Bionicle. Um, so, I mean, maybe it's just the nostalgia and the uh, sense of anticlimax talking, but I've never been a huge fan of Hero Factory. Um, 
Friends isn't much to my liking, although I understand it's not really targeted at me, so I'm willing to accept it. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm generally pro-Lego. There's not really any Lego theme I can think of that I just dislike. Even Galador? Galador was pretty bad. <laughs> you got me there. I, I guess, you know, you tried to erase it from your mind as, yeah. as most people also, Lego have. It was have. also a little bit before my time. I mean, oh, that's I, right. I, I keep forgetting I how like, young you are. I'm so young. <sighs> yeah. All right, well, what about your favorite? Well, favorite. That's that's also hard for, you know, similar reasons because I really do like all Lego and I think all Lego has its merits. Um, first, obviously, that comes to mind is Bionicle. Uh, I, think, I think Bionicle may even take the cake on this one because... Really, since 2001, and I did start in 2001, I'm not that, I'm not that young, but since 2001, uh, up through 2010, when I think it ended, I'm 2010, 2011, uh, Bionicle was really a very large part of my life. Um, you know, I, I loved playing with the sets. I still do. They're amazing. I've got them all in my closet. <laughs> um, uh, the characters have been, are so vibrant, uh, the the uh, all all the new elements were really fun for me. I mean, I'm I'm really a uh, I'm really a fiddler of a person. I like you know uh, doing things with my with my hands, building you know tinkering whatnot, which is probably why I like Lego in the first place. Uh, Bionicle was really one of those interactive toys, and it was interactive on uh, you know more levels than just the physical. Because you obviously have the story, you have the the Modernui online game. God, I love the Modernui online game. Uh, you had the movies, which were eh, all right. Um, the books. It, it was just such a such a big theme, and it really, I think, went beyond a lot of things Lego has done, aside from licensed themes in the way of maturity. The story really did progress in a a way that was uh, at times, you know, startling and refreshingly um, mature and interesting. It was a it was just a really good theme. <laughs> so I, th I think Bionicle probably is a win here, although uh, I also uh, do really love the, 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 the really uh, the new uh, Lego Lord of the Rings. I'm a huge fan of the Lord of the Rings movies and books. I have them all in display cases on shelves above me, believe it or not. Uh, and I also, you know, I, I, lo I love, uh, I love, I've always loved all the castle themes. I like building, you know, medieval fantasy type stuff. So those pieces are really invaluable to me. Okay. Yeah. The, the Lord of the Rings sets are pretty awesome. Yes. And, uh, I have a, a whole bunch of them sitting to the left of me, just kind of sitting like on my printer and on uh -huh, cabinets uh -huh. and stuff. Yeah. Just I'm lucky to have a lot of shelf space to display them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, most of my shelf space is filled up with books, unfortunately. But yeah. okay, I'm going to have to figure out somewhere to put them all. Um, yeah. Once once I start getting the Hobbit sets, and then I'm going to need a place to put those, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's a real problem. Yeah. So here at Lego, stop making so many awesome sets. Yeah. Stop making me spend so much money, Lego. <laughs> God. Okay, uh, next up we have a question from Spinjitsu Master who asks, do you prefer the Bionicle slash Construction build over the original system build? If so, why? Uh, well, as, as much as I did just rant uh, about how much I love Bionicle and how much it meant to me, uh, I'm going to have to go with the, the system system on this. I, you know, I don't still really build with Bionicle's... Um, with Bionicle, I'm sorry for all you... Kevin Kevin just cringed listening to there. that. Yeah. For, 
I don't really build with the Bionicle system as much anymore, uh, whereas my floor is currently littered with uh, all kinds of system pieces. Um, system is really uh, the enduring Lego building experience for me. I mean, I love the Bionicle sets, but uh, I find myself more at home in the uh, the brick-built medium, I think. Yeah, there's just something nice about, you know, the, the feel of clicking, clicking those bricks together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rather than clicking of ball joints, which can break. <laughs> Snap. Oh, yeah, I, I think they've uh, resolved that for they the most part. That. They fixed that, yeah. Okay, well, uh, Malignus has a couple more questions. So uh, his yeah. third or second question is, uh, what was your first Bionicle set? Ooh, good times. First Bionicle set was Toamata Tahu. Um, got that at... Uh, Zany Brainy, which is some toy store that I think is out of business now. Yes, um, and them going out of business was amazing because they had all their sets on clearance. Yeah, and yeah I got I so that. many I, mask I got, packs. I got a lot of stuff so that cheap. time. But yes, so I, I got Tahu Mata from Zany Brainy. And I'm actually, uh, Ta- Tahu and the other Toa Mata that I have are in the uh, position of honor on my desk. They're actually right above my head. I just uh, took Tahu down. I'm, you know, twirling his gears right now. Uh, Tahu, you know, just such a cool set. Really drew me into the Bionicle line. My uh, older brother got uh, Toa Lewa at the same time, and we had, you know, mask duels, and I quickly learned that Lewa had the much better mask-knocking-off implement, but I didn't care <laughs> because my guy had a flame sword. So I Tahu, think, Yeah, you know, I think Lewa also had some better reach, too. Yeah, no, much better reach. So Ta- Tahu's always had that special place in my heart. But, um... Uh, you know, addressing something else that wasn't specifically asked here, which is also, I think, relevant, is uh, my name, my username is Nujumetru. And you may wonder, gee whiz, is that related to the set? And yes, it is, because um, Toa Nujumetru uh, is one of my favorite sets and was the first uh, first uh, 2004 set that I bought, uh, which I really, really loved. Uh, you know, a lot of great memories uh, related to that set. I think he... Uh, Speaking of the season, I think uh, one time I actually had uh, Nuju uh, sit down at the Thanksgiving table with my family and I. I took his mask off and everything, so he looked more less formal, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's another special set for me, but Tahu was the first. Yeah, and I think he was a lot of people's first and definitely is going to hold, uh, hold a special place in a lot of people's hearts. Uh, and it was, really it was great to see them bring him back in the Stars line. Yeah. Yeah, it was, that was nice. That was really cool. Yeah, which was much better than the Tahu Nuvo we got in, was it 2009 oh, or so? Oh, excuse me, 2008. 2008. 2008, yeah. Yeah, another thing about Bionicle, which is strange but true, I basically, uh, even today, I mean, probably playing the BZP RPG helps, but I still remember every single character name, like, ever. <laughs> you can you can show me a set, I'll be able to tell you what that character was, uh, you know, who they name and who they were, and it's just really cool. It, it really stays with you, I think. All right, and uh, Malignus' next question is, of all your mocks, which is your favorite? Whew, that's a, that's a hard one. Um, well, if any of you know my mocks, which I doubt many of you do, because they're all in forums who don't read. Um, <laughs> Although, if you were at Brick Fair a couple years ago, if you were at Brick Fair, you would have seen some. Mocks. Yeah. Um, well, um, I, like I said, I have a thing for building uh, castle slash fantasy mocks, and um, the first of those that I really did was a uh, 
a series of these uh, functional siege weapons. Uh, I had a, I invented a rubber band powered gun that uh, could hold a magazine of six shots, and you pulled back the trigger in rapid succession of semi-automatic, you know, gravity magazine. Uh, fire it up to like I don't know six feet. It's pretty pretty nifty. Um, and I also had a, a floating arm trebuchet that I built, which was uh, a really really hard to engineer, but I still have it. It's like the only one of those creations that is still around because I'm so happy with it. Uh, flings Lego, you know, four by four boulders about, I don't know, a long distance and they break upon impact. So there's a lot of power there. It's like, it's got a penny filled counterweights. Uh, it's a really, really cool thing that I still got. Um, so I, I'm really proud of all of those, you know, war machines that I built because I really like things that do stuff. Um, but I also um, built, uh, more recently, I built a, another series of mocks that was more uh, fantastical, I guess. You know, got wizards and, like, energy launchers and, more importantly, dragons. Uh, I built a lot of Lego dragons with uh, cloth wings and, like, a lot of articulation. They were really sturdy and playable. I still got a couple of those sitting up there, too. Uh, I built one of them that was a... Uh, a skeleton dragon, which turned out really nicely, and I really loved. But I think the uh, the real the real cake here um, is going to have to be uh, one of my Lord of the Rings mocks. And it's a funny story there. Um, at Brick Fair 20, 2010, um, yeah. Yep. No, you know, yeah, no, 2011, 2011, uh, Brick Fair 2011, I was there, and I uh, you know, just finished uh, debuting and showing my creations of dragons that were all done, and I was like, okay, I did the theme with the war machines, I did the theme with the dragons, what's going to be my next big project, right? So I figure, what's the greatest fantasy theme of all? Why it's Lord <laughs> of the Rings. So in 20, summer of 2011, I take this project upon myself, months of planning, you know, about $200 of minifigure parts, believe it or not, to make all these characters that I, you know, needed to have for my sets. All of that. Um, then I post my first images of my Lego Frodo and my Ringwraiths and Aragorn, you know, like Weathertop Hill. Um, and within that week, Lego, the Lego company announced they were making Lord of the Rings sets. So I was kind of devastated for a bit there. But um, I kept going with the project. I made uh, all of my Fellowship of the Ring sets, um, all of my Two Towers sets. And I'm in the process of doing my Return of the King sets. And the first Return of the King set that I built is the largest, most complicated, um, and uh, biggest creation I've ever made, which is a Lego uh, playset of Minas Tirith. And it is about two and a half feet tall, like two feet wide. Um, it's got all kinds of cool figures. I had to order a lot of white pieces. I even made a blueprint, and I, like, never do that kind of stuff. You know, I wanted to be sure I got it just right. So the the Minus Tirith that I built, I think, is probably the greatest thing that I have built. Uh, I'm really, really happy with how it turned out. Um, yeah, that, that would probably be my favorite creation I have. Awesome. Have you posted all of those on BZ Power? Some of them. Uh, I forget if I put Minus Tirith on there or not. I'd have to look. I'm sure the topic is dead by now anyway. Um... Yeah, because, you know, obviously BZ Power is much more of a Bionicle site, um, which has a Bionicle-centric mock forum that gets a lot more views. The system-based creations doesn't really get a lot of traffic. Yeah, it's um, unfortunate. but Yeah, uh, I know. It's too bad. But I find other places to, you know, share my works. So I've got, you know, for, uh, you know, image hosting sites and whatnot. 
So yeah, I there's got, I got, plenty yeah. of uh, Lego fans out there. Indeed. Indeed. Okay. Uh, we're in the home stretch, I think. Only a <laughs> few more questions. Jif uh-huh. um, Natural Creamy asks, what are your preferences when it comes to peanut butter? Whew, peanut butter. Well, um, I'm actually, uh, I used to be much more of a peanut butter person than I am now. Um, you know, PB and J on the everyday. Um, I'm just glad you're not allergic at least. Yeah. That'd be awkward. Yeah, no. Uh, I always had smooth peanut butter growing up as a child. I don't really, I don't really have experiences with, with uh, chunky peanut butter. So I'm going to have to say smooth on this one. Okay. Any particular brand that, uh, you, you were a fan J-I-F, of? creamy. <laughs> okay. I, I'm more of a skiffy man myself. Yeah. But. yeah. All right. Uh, They're just about the same. It's <laughs> the one I remember. <laughs> Hever asks uh, one last question. Thin mm-hmm. crust or thick crust pizza? Depends on what kind of crust it is. See, uh, my dad makes incredible pizza. Uh, the dough has is the best part. And, uh, you know, his crust is like a luxury that you get to after eating the rest of the pizza. He makes just the pizza dough breadsticks from the leftover crust and I like those more than the pizza pizza itself. In that case, thick crust is great, but you know, if you have like a nice gourmet pizza with like you know, thinly melted cheese and mushrooms or something, you know, thick crust just kind of cheapens it, I guess. So it, it really varies from pizza to pizza, I would say. And it depends on the mood, too. Yeah, of course. Of course. Okay, uh, the otter has another question, and they ask, "Do you have blue eyes?" I do. Is, is do there anything this? behind that question? I have no idea. <laughs> okay, Can't I was just wondering if there's some inside joke we we're all missing out on. No, 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 no. Uh, Maybe there is for the otter. Yeah, I'm sure the otter's laughing his tail off right now. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. Yep, it's funny. <laughs> All right, well, our last question comes from Kevin Hink again, and he asks, do you happen to know why every podcast involves farm animals? They are rivaling my track record for podcast mentions. Wow. Um, See, I can't answer that question because the answer to it is deeply, deeply classified. Like, I I don't even know it myself. I've heard murmurs about... You know the sheep on top and the the cow in the barn and uh, all these all these crazy stuff. I have a source, a uh, deep throat, who keeps me informed. But really, I'm not the best person to ask, and perhaps I've said too much. Uh, I just want to point out, Kevin, that uh, had you not asked that question, there would have been no farm animal mentions on the podcast. So self fulfilling prophecy, exactly. So you got to watch out because, you know, next thing you know, they're going to take the lead. Yep. Farm animals are jockeying for our jobs. You know that. <laughs> First, they'll take over BZ Especially Power. Horses. And then Lego itself. Jockeying. Get it? <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we have to end it on that note because I, how can we top, top it? Yeah. So thank you so much for joining, and thank you everyone for asking uh, Nuju Metro these yeah. incredibly varied and mostly insightful questions. Indeed, and, and I- I'll see you all around the RPG forum. Come say hi. Come play. Yes, definitely do that, and also make sure you keep your eye on the front page 
for our next staff interview and find out when you can ask uh, questions for that. So we'll uh, have that next month. And thank you again, Aaron. And I look forward thank to you. talking to you again on the show. Yeah, no, my pleasure. So joining me now is BZ Power Forum Leader and Q&A Guru Windrider to do this month's How to BZP. How are you doing, Ryan? Oh, hey, look, we're actually doing it this month. Yes. That was, all, that was all my fault last month, guys. So I take the blame. Yeah, I bugged you and bugged you about it and uh, just didn't want anything to do with me. Right. Well, we're back this month. Yes. And just in time because we just launched a new feature on BZ Power. Oh, hey, look at this. We have a new tracker. Crazy. So uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about what this tracker is and does? So trackers are, they're no stranger to uh, to forums and boards. Uh, I know IPB has their own tracker thingy that they've been had going on for quite some time. And basically what it does is it allows people to report issues, bugs, things like that uh, that they may have encountered on the on the board software and well the BC power tracker has one additional feature and that is the ability to uh, make suggestions as well so the tracker was unveiled as the news story says on Friday November 16th at exactly 5:53 p.m. it's very important <laughs> <laughs> glad we have all those details down yeah. <laughs> well, the talkback topic didn't get much uh, in terms of replies, which was a bit surprising. But looking at the tracker itself, well, there are tickets galore. So it's it's been pretty successful so far. Yeah, I've been uh, very happy with uh, things that have been shown up so far. Um, some things I didn't even know about that were issues or things people wanted. Um, and, you know, some things that... I think most of us knew happened, but you know they, we just hadn't captured them, so it was hard to keep track of them and to fix them. Right, and that's what a tracker does. It keeps track of things. So let us, therefore, cover some, uh, some things about when to use the tracker and how to use the tracker. Now, first of all, uh, you will find in the Q&A compendium that I have put up a section about the tracker and this is under the post containing information about the gallery as well so you should all go take a look at that all right so here we go so the tracker allows BZ Power members to open tickets and there are two kinds of tickets I'll get into those later and it allows people to report bugs and technical issues. An example of that is, uh, let's see, there was uh, an issue where paragraph indentation was not allowed, I believe, and that has since been fixed by Mr. Uh, Andrew Boss over here. It also allows people to make suggestions, and there have been quite a few of those tickets opened. So what this does is, well, I think it, it allows a more direct uh, connection between the members and the staff, you know. Um, it allows the members to see what the staff may be working on, 
And of course, it allows the members to propose things to be worked on. Um, I know someone said in, uh, it was somewhere on the forums that it, 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 there's a little bit of accountability here, you know, for the staff. Uh, I, I guess that's true, you know. It now that you know these issues are are made public, there's a bit of a a bit of a pressure on us to get things done. I guess, which is good because it helps to move the site along and to get things fixed, and that's always good. And there have been quite a few things fixed already. Um, I mean, the Notepad has been re-implemented, which is great. I missed that greatly. And the logout, uh, the auto logout when visiting the archives has been fixed, again, by you, thankfully. That was a really big issue. So just in the few days that the tracker has been up and running, it's it's been serving its purpose pretty well. It's It's had great success, as we've said before. Yeah, I mean, from my perspective, um, every now and then, you know, there will be a topic um, in GD with, you know, what would you like to see changed about BZ Power or what are your biggest pet peeves? Um, people make topics in the Q&A forum and um, I'll, I'll always try to read through those and see them and like look through and, you know, I'll make some notes and stuff to myself. But, um, you know, a lot of times those just kind of fall by the wayside and I kind of forget about them. Uh, as time goes on, if I can't fix them right away. So um, this will be, I think, a good way for us to keep track of things long term. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm a bit OCD sometimes. So if I see a list with things that aren't checked off, you know, I'm going to try to work on them. So uh, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. And uh, in addition, you know, this allows us to prioritize, really, because um, of the feature that uh, allows members to either support a suggestion or to for a for an issues ticket to confirm that they can reproduce the issue or say if they cannot reproduce the issue so you know we can look at those statistics and see which problems have, can which yeah which problems are more severe and it's it's a great way to add some organization to these to these to all of these projects right exactly yeah um and in addition you know we'll the the staff will be setting the levels on the tickets as far as the severity um and then you know like you said ryan we'll you know you guys the members can let us know um you know how many people are experiencing this issue or how good of a suggestion you think something is and we'll all be keeping track of this and, and watching it daily uh, to see what's going on and what uh, are some of the hot button issues for everyone. Righto. So, uh, I think somewhere in that discourse we've covered when to use the tracker. So, uh, to recap, you know, to report issues, technical issues, bugs, things like that. Um, just a note here that in the past, the Q&A forum w was home to such things, you know, they weren't exactly questions, but, you know, people would post topics about bugs they encountered. Uh, no longer you should open tickets for these things, specifically issues tickets. Um, and, yes, the tracker should be used for suggestions uh, for PC power. And, again, in the past, such things were PM to EU to Black 6, 
but hey, now that we have the tracker, I guess your inbox will be uh, won't <laughs> fill up so rapidly. Yeah, hopefully. Um, although there's plenty of space in it. <laughs> yeah, you silly administrators. So we should cover when not to use the tracker. Now, the tracker should not be used to. It it should not be used in place of the report system on BC Power. Uh, the tracker, while it is a new feature, will not directly replace any existing features on BC Power. So, if you see violating content on the forums, do not or on the blogs, of course, or anywhere else. You should not open a ticket for it. Just use the report button because the report system is much more efficient for uh, in term, for handling such things than the tracker would be. And also, we want to keep you know the tracker relatively clean and organized. We don't want it to fill up with tons of uh, reports that should be handled by the report system. Right. Yeah, while bug reports no longer go in the Q&A forum, the Q&A forum is not being replaced, and I still have my job. So, you know, if you have a question about BZ Power, a general question about its policies, its culture, you know, things like that. Or maybe then, like how to use the tracker. Or, right, how to use the tracker. Well, I think you asked for such questions to go in the talkback topic. but True, but eventually that will, uh, you know, that'll get go dead and uh, we won't, don't want to revive that so things like that can go in Q&A post, uh, post these things in the Q&A forum please not, excuse me not in the tracker and while suggestions for BZ Power should be posted in the tracker there are, there are certain suggestions for which you should PM uh, a staff member still for example if you think a rule should be changed in, oh, I don't know, let's say comics, because that's one of my forums. Hey, look at that. Then you should PM the forum leader of that forum about about your suggestion. Uh, in that case, in the case of comics, it would be PMing me. Uh, right, so, so you know, just kind of to add a little to that, um, you know, if it's something forum-specific, you should probably PM it to the forum leader if it's a, a new feature, right, that's when you open a ticket. Or if it's even, um, you know, a suggestion that affects all of BZ Power policy, that could be something you would put in the tracker. Right, and the tracker should be, should not be used, I think I said in the compendium, should not be used as a general forum. So, you know, uh, posts made on tickets should be, you know, on topic and... Basically, all BZ Power rules apply, and included in that is no spam. So, do not spam up the tracker with chatting and things like that. Right, Just and especially included in that is, um, you know, things like don't bypass uh, the word filter or violate the uh, the advertising policy. Um, we we know there's a lot of people who want to see changes made to those, and there are, I believe, tickets for both of those things. Um, but uh, that doesn't mean you can break the rules in, in suggesting, oh, don't filter this word anymore. You know, we, we know what the words that are in there and we know um, which ones a lot of people think should be removed. So you don't have to post those and break the rules by saying it. Yeah, I mean, just because the ticket is open on an issue doesn't mean 
that say uh, that rule is changed immediately. You know, the rule still stands until the ticket is resolved and which is determined by you again. So yes, please keep in mind BC Power's rules and guidelines. It's it's a part of the site just as any other part of the site. So the rules apply. Okay, so that's a bit on when to use the tracker. It seems members have uh, figured out all that already, but it's nice to cover. Uh, yes, now we should take a look at how to use the tracker. So on the site, you'll notice a tab on the top, and it's, it's labeled tracker. You should click on that. It'll bring you to a page called Project Overview. And there are currently four projects, front page, community, forums, blogs, and gallery. I think now, it's five. You know what? I can't count. <laughs> I, I, yeah. <laughs> That's what I get for switching to a human, humanities major, guys. One, two, five. Three, sir. Oh, my God. Okay, sorry about that. Anyway. Five projects. Front page, community forums, blogs, gallery. You should click on the one that pertains to your issue or suggestion. Now... Community is a bit, it's not that, it's not as specific as the forums, blogs, gallery projects. So uh, the community basically pertains to everything on BZ Power that is not on the front page. So this includes the forums, the calendar, the gallery, the tracker itself, the blogs, you know, the profile pages, the messaging system, general community, as, right. as the project says. Right, things that I don't think there's going to be enough specific issues on that they uh, deserve their own sub-project, so all those can kind of go in the community section. Yes. So let's click on a project and open up a new ticket. Or, well, I'm not actually going to open up a ticket, but... That's Glad because there's nothing wrong with BZ Power, right? It's perfect and you have no issues? It's totally perfect. The <laughs> staff is perfect and takes care of everything the minute it pops up. All right. So we're in the forums project. And you'll see in the top right, two buttons, my issues and start new issue. Uh, my issues will list all issues you have started in that project. Currently, I've... No tickets open, so the page is blank. Now the button we want is Start New Issue, so click on that. Uh, the first two fields are Issue Title and Issue Tags. These are pretty familiar, right? I mean, same as Topic Title or Entry Title and all those tags as well. So fill those out. Uh, you're still limited to five tags, but... I mean, they're they're optional. You also have the uh, the Post field, so any relevant text. Now you should, it's, it's, it's best to be as specific as possible when describing your issue or suggestion uh, for hopefully obvious reasons. I mean, it, it'll help the staff pinpoint exactly what is going on and it will help other members to uh, either confirm that they can reproduce this or not, or, you know, 
It will help them to offer their support if they like it or not if they don't. Now, on the right-hand side, we have some new fields. The first is issue type. Now, this is important. You have two options here. You have an issue option and a suggestion option. Now, choose carefully because once you have made your selection, it cannot be changed. And choosing one of these options will uh, determine, determine uh, features of the ticket. So you want to make the right selection. Issues are for bug reports, technical issues, you know, things that... <laughs> I don't know how to put this. Things that have gone wrong, I guess, on PC Power. Right, things are like actual software, bugs, kind of things like that. Yeah. Suggestion is, well, it's <laughs> it's a suggestion. So, you know, if you want to see a new feature implemented on BZ Power, or if you want to see a general policy change, then you should tick the suggestion option. Okay, now underneath this, we have issue information. Now, first is status, new, you cannot change this um, currently. I think only the administrators and globals can change status once an issue has been posted. As of right now, that's correct. Sweet. So underneath that, you have the severity option, and this will be, uh, you, you cannot select this currently. It's only the administration that, that can determine the severity based on, well, six bosses' good judgment. And also the, the feedback we see of uh, how many people are having the issue or... Uh, what they, how many people support the idea or suggestion? So that's basically it for issue information. Um, and you have post options, which are not too important. Enable emoticons, enable signature, track this issue. Uh, yeah, tracking an issue should notify you of any posts made in the issue. Um, you can go to your notification options and specify how you want to be notified. Uh, you can be notified when a new issue is posted in a project. So if you follow a project such as the form project and yeah, the track issue will notify you of new replies in that ticket. So that can be a bit handy. All right. So once you have everything filled out, you want to hit post new issue, of course, and it should be it should be good. Uh, the status will be changed to accepted by most likely Mr. Six Boss here, since he's on twenty four seven. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, if only I had that much uh, free time. Yeah, I am not a robot, people. Despite what you may think, mm, I'm not so sure about that. <laughs> So let's talk about some of the features uh, allowing members to confirm or to support a ticket. So let's talk about issue tickets first. Um, when you're when you're looking at a ticket in a project, uh, you'll notice on the right hand side of a page a little a little section called issue information. Um, Issue ID, which is the first field, is just, you know, 
the ordinal number of the ticket uh, issue type. Now this corresponds to the selection made when posting a ticket. It's either an issue or a suggestion. Status uh, can, is either new or accepted or resolved or won't fix or there might be a few others. I'm not so sure. Let me check. Let's see all reports in progress, duplicate and verification. So <laughs> Mr. Black Six has a bit of a bit of a few options to select from there. Anyway, next is severity, and that goes from 0 to 5. Uh, 0 is none, 5 is critical. And now, underneath that, we have issue confirmations. This is a feature of issue tickets. So you'll see two bars, a green bar and a red bar. And the green is yes, and no is, or the red is no. Uh, yes corresponds to, yes, I can reproduce this issue. No corresponds to, no, I cannot reproduce this issue. So by clicking on either of the bars, you will add one number to the confirmation, the to the yes or no confirmation. So please use this feature. It allows the staff to prioritize. It allows you know the administration to determine the severity of an issue. If, say, there's uh, say like the rich text editor isn't working for a member, but six members cannot reproduce this issue. Well, it's probably something with your browser, and won't be a won't be something wrong with BZ Power itself. If it has like seven yes confirmations, on the other hand, well, it, it will be something to look into. So, it's it's good to click on those things. Now, suggestion tickets don't have an issue confirmations field. They have, rather, in the top right-hand corner, a thumbs up and a thumbs down. Now, the thumbs up, if you click that, it'll be saying, I like this suggestion. It's cool. It's awesome. BZ Power should have it. Why not? If you click the thumbs down, it's saying, nah, this suggestion ain't so cool. We could do without it. It's too much trouble for little reward. You get the idea. It's it's a, it's a like-dislike system, and it's the only one of its kind on BC Power. Uh, so, Yeah, I mean, in other places for, like, topics and things like that, they just kind of become a popularity thing. Um, but in this case, you know, I, th I hope that people really use it for, for feedback uh, and, and letting us know what they want to see. Right, so give us some thumbs up or some thumbs down, depending. It'll help us out. What else do we have to cover? We already mentioned, uh, please follow BZ Power's guidelines in the tracker. You don't want your, uh, your post or your ticket to get reported. That won't be fun. Uh, on that note, you can report things in the tracker. So if you do see something that is in violation, please use the report button. Don't open a separate ticket for it. That won't be good. The report system isn't in place for, an, for a reason, as I've said. That'll bring things to the attention of the staff very quickly. Okay. Now there 
is something new added to the profile page that came about with the addition of the tracker. If you go to a member's profile page, you'll see a proto bar underneath the personal photo, which was fixed, I believe, yesterday or today. That's pretty cool. Uh, but <laughs> on the left-hand side, in the, the tabs, you know, over, overview, profile, feed, friends, you'll see one at the bottom called issues. If you click on this, you can see tickets that that member has opened in the tracker. Uh, if you look at my issues tab, you'll see that I have not posted anything because I am a lazy bum. <laughs> <laughs> no, we are to determine it's because there's no issues. Right. It's because we're all perfect. So that's pretty nifty, I guess. And it's not world changing, but hey, it's worth noting. I guess the final thing to be said is that the opening of a ticket does not guarantee its resolution. So uh, I've seen, I think, two so far that have been marked won't fix. And, you know, if, if, if that happens to your suggestion or to your issue, it's okay. It's not the end of the world. Um, Black Six has good judgment. Perfect judgment, actually. Oh, you know, let's not go that far. Because no, well, the staff is perfect. Remember, <laughs> we determined this. All right. No, but you know, in the end, even though he is the head administrator of the largest Bionicle fan site on the web, he's still a volunteer on this site, and well, not everything can be fixed in a timely matter manner, or you know, cannot be fixed. At all, sometimes something is, you know, just too complicated or it's something that even IPB itself isn't aware of and it's a problem with their software that they need to fix. So things happen, tickets don't get resolved, and I guess life goes on in the end. But so far, we've seen decent, uh, very decent success. Uh, we have three or four things resolved already such as the auto logout uh, when visiting the archives so the tracker is doing quite well and I hope that you all will make good use of it personally I think it's a great it's a, it's a step in a great direction for BZ Power and I'm very pleased with it and I hope you all are as well yeah definitely um like you said, there have been a few things that have been resolved already, you know, because obviously this is a, a two-way street. Uh, I want everyone to be putting stuff in there, but um, I know that if they keep putting stuff in there and nothing is ever getting fixed, uh, then people are going to stop, you know, entering tickets in and, you know, obviously the, the system's going to fail. Um, so I'm going to do my best uh, to get stuff fixed and work with the staff and things like that. Um you know, not everything will be as fast as the first couple of tickets that I, I've done uh, the past couple of days. But, um, you know, I will try to get to things and make sure that everyone's aware. Uh, you know, like you said, you're going over the, uh, the status of the tickets. You know, things that I'm working on will be marked as in progress. Uh, so you guys can see you know, what the staff is doing and where our focus is and things like that. So um, keep, keep putting stuff in and we'll keep doing our best to fix it. Right, and 
hey, maybe a, maybe a suggestion ticket will become the topic of the next how-to BZP. You never know. Yeah, yeah, who knows? By the way, you should totally go to Q&A and give me suggestions for this segment. Cough, cough. <laughs> yes, help us out. It's not every month that I'm going to add a new giant feature to BZ Power that we can talk about. There you have it, folks. The BZ Power Tracker. All right, go put some tickets in, guys. And thank you, Ryan, for joining us and letting everyone know about how to use the tool. All right, thank you for having me on the show. It's always a pleasure. The BZ Power Library is hosting their very first non-bionicle story contest, and with me are Holly Husky and Windrider to talk about it. How you guys doing? Good. I'm good. Oh, I'm good, too. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just all talk over each other. So, yeah, we're doing a Ninjago contest. What's that all about? Ninjago? Like, I think... <laughs> yeah. Are you sure about that? Word on the street is they spin around and fight snakes and things. And they have their own TV show, I think. Yeah, so with a couple seasons even. Although apparently it's ending next year. Sad. Oh, bring Ninjago back. We can start the campaign before it even ends. <laughs> I should do that. <laughs> so anyway though, the this is mainly about uh the contest. So what kind of stories are, do our members have to write? And what are kind of uh, restrictions and themes are there? They, let's see. Well, I'll just read it off of here. It's about the green ninja, who is a total character, I'm guessing. Um, and apparently people were like, who's the green ninja? Who is he? We don't know. And then all of a sudden they found out who the green ninja was. Or that's what I heard. And, like, I don't know because I was going through comments on different places online and people were like, you, we knew it was the Green Ninja because of his eyebrows, because because there was this unused character and all this other stuff. So, I don't know. But if you had an idea of who the Green Ninja was, and it wasn't, I think his name is Lloyd, um, then you can share what you thought it was. And I guess people are, like, bringing in different storylines, too. They're, like, bringing Bionicle into this and um, all kinds of fun things. So yeah, basically, fans. it just has to be about the, the Green Ninja and who you thought it yeah. would be? Yeah. Besides, besides who it actually is, you write, you know, who, who might it have been? Uh, why would he have uh, been a secret? Why, would why he does it have to be a he? Identity? Why can't it be a girl, Becca? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Um, Just try to be fair. Well, thank you for sticking up for us women. <laughs> I appreciate it. So, uh, Ryan, anything to add to, to that that we missed? That's that's about it. I mean, it's, it's a chance to flex your alternate universe muscles, really. And, mm -hmm. you know, not, not implying that those go unused on a Bionicle fan site or anything like that, but... <laughs> It's Ninjago, so it's it's new, it's unique, you know. Yeah, it's something a, different than Bonacle for a change. Right. Yeah, right. I think this is our first non-Bonacle um, Lego contest, or for the library. Man, I don't know. It's been forever since I've been a minion in the library. Yeah, I don't even know though. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure you're right. We'll assume you are. 
I think it, I, nobody else has said anything. So. If if you're not, we can go back and delete all traces of the last contest, and this will be the first one. Everything will be edited. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> what kind of timeline do members have to uh, put together their stories? And uh, are there any word length uh, restrictions? Okay. Yes. So the deadline is December twelfth at eleven fifty nine Pacific. That's uh, 11.59. Oh, sorry, the 10th. Close enough. Yeah. See, no, we proved, Andrew and I were recording, and we have proven that I can't count or anything like that. <laughs> anything with numbers, yeah. I can't do. So, December 10th, <laughs> 2012. Math is hard, it's okay. I was looking at the 2012, and yeah, I got that mixed up, but at 11.59 p.m. December 12th, 2010. Yes. So. You should have made it December 12th, because it would have been 12, 12, 12. Oh, why didn't you tell me that before? <laughs> I, I'm telling you now. Isn't that good enough? <laughs> See, I knew you would pose that, so. Anyway. Oh. Anyway, Ryan, so let's go over that again. So December 10th, 2012, at what time? It's 11.59 p.m. Pacific. Oh, My as opposed time. to Eastern. So I'm still awake when I close it. See, you should you should do like Jen does for the BBC contest and make it eleven fifty nine PM Eastern, which means it's only like nine o'clock your time, then you'll definitely be awake. Eh, I'm not home. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't know you had such an active social life I was at all the time. Clearly. All right. I have time to be running a contest. <laughs> and uh, what kind of word restrictions do we have, Ryan? Oh, okay. I'm gonna get this one right. Just you wait. It's the second 500 one. words. 500 words. Is that a minimum or a maximum? That is... Well, Becca, would you like to take that one? Because I'm not too sure. <laughs> it's a minimum. Okay, so 500 words minimum. And you've got yes. until December 10th. How are we doing the voting? Have we decided that yet? Um, the Ninjago Wiki people, people are actually going to be the judges. Well, that's cool. Them. Yeah. Since so they have the expertise and about knowledge. Ninjago. Yeah. That's a brilliant so, idea. I'm glad you guys thought of that. Yeah. I'm so glad that there are already judges. <laughs> so you don't have to worry about <laughs> rounding them up after the fact, and then it takes like five months to have winners for the contest. I know. <laughs> Not that that's ever happened before on VZ Power. No, never. That never oh. happens in a library contest. Never. <laughs> Um, oh, we should talk about the prizes. Oh, we should. Because, because we have prizes that are, that are actual physical things you can hold in your hands instead of things you can see on your screen. Right. Um, and like, they're even somewhat, you know, Ninjago story related, crazy. Yeah. Crazy it's not like a bunch of leftover monocle stuff that came out of uh, my husband's sock drawer. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> so first place is... A brand new copy of the Lego Ninjago character encyclopedia, which I hear actually comes with the Green Ninja. Is that the edition you got? Yes, it comes with a special edition Green Ninja DX or ZX. I forget which one. There's so many, like, (laughs) things. There's the Dragon one, then there's the DX and the ZX. I think it's the ZX, which is Zen Extreme. means, you know, they've, like, achieved... The state of extreme zen and like peacefulness. Ex- extreme zen is that like? That's almost oxymoronic. I 
know. Hey, I didn't. I was not the person who came up with this. You should talk to. I don't know. I'm going to guess Greg Farshti was involved or whoever the set and storyline designers were who came up with that idea. <laughs> but yes, it is fitting that the uh, the green ninja is in there. I didn't know that until after the fact. Oh, see, I thought you were like planning it. No. <laughs> Rob was just like, hey, you should make it about the green ninja. And I was like, okay, who's the green ninja? <laughs> <laughs> and then you had an idea. So I just confirmed it is the green ninja ZX. So yeah. it is, it is Wait, Lloyd, as you mentioned earlier, and he's yeah. in his Zen extreme mood. Yeah, so prepare to get peaceful. <laughs> and yeah. um, that copy was kindly donated by uh, DK Publishing and the Lego Group. So Yay. big thanks to them for, for doing that. Yes. And I'm guessing you're the one who's shipping it? Yes, I'll be sending that out in a hopefully timely manner. That is awesome. As long as I don't have to do it. <laughs> and then um, second and third place, uh, Miko, I think I said that right, um, who works on the Ninjago Wiki, actually donated two spinner sets. And um, he's not quite sure which ones he has, but he has gotten them, new sets. And um, once he figures out which ones they are, I'll, I'll edit the post and say which ones. But they are good sets. So definitely worth it. All right, yeah, so that's good. Some actual real prizes and, uh, you know, yeah. a whole new theme that we haven't really delved much into on BZP. So that's mm -hmm. it's really cool. And, yeah, and so far we've got a few entries, so we have a little bit of competition going. Are there more than three? Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> I, I think one, two, three, yes. All right, so if no one else enters, everyone wins. But that's yeah. not that's not nearly as fun, guys. So you should definitely write some stories and go enter them. Yeah, go in there and school some people about Ninjago. Yeah, because we certainly don't know it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and if you read these stories, you'll know even less because they're they're fan fiction and not canon. Yes, and yes, definitely. Um, the story does not need to be as canon as you can make it. So make it as much or as little as you want. Include what you want. Awesome. Yep. Yep. Anything else about the contest you guys want to mention? Uh, it's a short story contest. I don't know if we said that or not. It's in short stories. Okay. Yeah, I think the only thing we said was that 500 word minimum. So. Yes. It's a so it's a one post story. No chapters. Uh, no comedy. So it can be funny. Yeah. You know. It doesn't have to be dry. It doesn't have to be extreme zen. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> mm -hmm. All right. Anything else from you, Ryan? Anything to add? Well, um, yes. If you have further questions or any questions or what have you, you can go post in the contest topic. It is pinned in short stories. Or you can send a PM to me or to Holly Husky. We are the two hosts if that has not been already apparent <laughs> and we will get to your questions in a timely manner all right well thank you guys for just agreeing to organize this after i prodded you uh, and thanks to the ninjago <laughs> wiki and all those guys over there for uh helping out by donating prizes and helping with the judging and again thanks to lego and dk for providing our other prize 
which was the whole like reason this contest even exists. Yes. All right. Well, oh, and also oh. thank you to I'm getting the name. Oh, thank you to Infrared who is making us uh, awesome images. They look cool. They're just still being worked on. All right. So we're gonna have some cool banners, banners and stuff. Yeah. Very nice. So yes. All right. We'll have to post a reminder on the front page at some point to tell people they should enter. Um, I'll let one of you guys bug me to remind me to do that. So oh. it's like fair play. You know, I bugged you to make the contest. You bugged me to tell people about it. Okay. 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 <laughs> I got it. <laughs> All right. Anything else? I think that's it. It's, pr- it's pretty basic. We've made it, uh, aside from the little guidelines, it's pretty much a open-ended free-for-all. Sweet. Okay, well, yep. thanks for coming on and letting all the members know, and I hope to see a bunch more entries. All right. Ditto. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you for having us. And that wraps things up for this month. Thank you all again for downloading. As always, we appreciate any feedback you give us, whether it is a post in the talkback topic on the forums, a comment or rating on iTunes, or an email sent to powercast at bzpower.com. We want to hear what you have to say. So until next month, this is Black Six signing off. <sighs> Go team. Woo. Yeah, something like that. Oh, poor Ryan. Oh. Oh, we got Thanksgiving. Excited for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Thanksgiving's going to be delicious. The best is marshmallows with sweet potatoes. Interesting. You've never had those? No. You have not lived. When when I was growing up, I I never really ate sweet potatoes. I guess I was like a picky eater. And just more recently that I discovered that they're actually pretty delicious. Sweet potatoes and marshmallows. Make that. Look it up, make it. You will be you will thank me for years to come. <laughs> All right. What? Sugar high Becca. <sighs> it's like the pixie sticks. Oh my god. I love those things. <laughs>